live from the Denver Press Club presents the topic of conversation with your host, Rob Scoggins. Welcome to the Denver Press Club, everybody. We're here every Wednesday night, live right here at the Denver Press Club, where the conversation begins. I am Rob Scoggins, uh, your host, and this is live from the Denver Press Club presents the topic of conversation. Tonight, we have some great guests. Um, we have some history makers. We have some people who are going to be making history and some people who uh, take incredible photos all around the city and all around the world and all around the United States. So we're very happy to have Mr. Uh, Gary Reed from uh, the Reed Art and Imaging, uh, one of the oldest and longest lasting uh, uh, photo and imaging companies in the Denver metro area. Is that correct? It is correct. It is correct. Well, how are you doing? Kiss, kiss, kiss the mic there. And then uh, we also have a brand new, spanking new, fresh, fresh, fresh from, uh, uh, you know... I was going to say womb, but that's not right. Um, <laughs> she's, left, she's a little older than that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's not a baby anymore. No. Uh, she's married. So her name is Samantha Johnson, and she is a wonderful photographer. I've seen some of her work because she shared with it. Uh, I got to Google her online, and um, she's a wonderful photographer. She used to be and probably still is in, in the deep down center of her heart. She still is a high school photography teacher, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But she is now the executive director of the Colorado uh, uh, Photographic Arts Center uh, right here in Denver, Colorado. So if you're ever here in Colorado, definitely go see that because there's some amazing uh, fun things and she's going to tell us about that. We want to welcome Samantha Johnson. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. The, um, it's amazing to, to, to see the photography, how, how it's evolved. And you guys, you both, you both need to help me a little bit because um, I love photography. I love black and white. I don't know what you guys think. I love black and white films. Uh, film, film, you know, pictures. I, I think I think it's still a great a great art. Do you like black and whites? I love uh, black and whites. My Gary? favorite. Favorite? Yes. What do you do? You like just the uh, taking a picture of a mountain with snow on it, and what do what do you like to take pictures? Of? Not unless I have to. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I I want to thank you so much for being here tonight. I know you have just uh, contacted the influenza uh, virus, and we're. <laughs> We're very happy that you're here. That's why I'm standing 90, 90 paces away from you. No. Um, we're so happy that you're here and, and glad and hope you feel better soon. And, and I'm so glad that you're, you're, um, you're here tonight uh, to help us, Gary, with the show. Now, when it comes to photography, what do you, um, what do you look for when you're, when you're taking pictures? I look more for um, kind of the unseen. I'm more of an urban shooter. Okay. Explain so that. What's I'll, an urban I'll be shooter? downtown as opposed okay. to doing landscapes type okay. of thing or urban landscapes okay uh but i'm looking for the things that people may walk by every day and not really see okay. uh that are artistic and that can be anything from peeling paint to peeling poster uh graffiti broken streets broken bottles things like that 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 act are beautiful if you really stand back and take a second to study shapes and color and that type of thing um and people don't they just walk by it or over it or and never see it so i like to bring that in front of people. And you're a native, right? No. No. Where are you from? Cleveland. Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. I've been yeah. here almost 38 Cleveland years Cleveland rocks. You know? It does. It does. It's got the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, Great pictures up there. Um, do you like picking, taking pictures of concerts? No. No. I'm not a concert She's guy. Just the urban stuff. Yeah. I did one concert and that was enough. Samantha Johnson is, a, is not only a photographer, she is an arts administrator. She also is an educator. And you hail from the East, East Coast, like I do. I where, do hail from you, the where, East where, Coast. Where, where are you from? Uh, New York and Connecticut. Wow. Yeah. Well, New England and New York. Yeah. That's just, that can there be a scary is. concept there. Mm -hmm. You must hate yourself when it comes to football. But I don't care. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> do, you, do you roll with the New England folks or do you roll with the New York folks? No. It's, well, I don't really watch that much football, but my mom rolls with the... She's a huge football fan. So She's what, New York, like through and through. So. All right. So is she? Is she? Is she? Is she Jets or is she Giants? It depends who's winning. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> are we all that way? She kind of rolls both. So. What do you like to take pictures of? What do you do? Um, I take pictures more right now. My current work is about interior spaces. Okay. And so I'm photographing in my home the light and how it changes throughout the space. So, um, it becomes almost an abstract image of how it's reflected or shadowing throughout the home. So. And I need you both to answer this. We'll start off with uh, Samantha. What does it take to become a professional, besides a degree and some, and some knowledge, what does it take to become a professional photographer? Because everybody thinks they are now with their smartphones and smart asses and whatever they got on their freaking, freaking phones. QR, whatever those are. Yeah. Keypads, mm -hmm. yeah. Keypads, whatever. Yeah. Well, and, and we'll start off with you. What does it take to become a professional photographer? 
I mean, it takes vision and it takes as well just working really hard. I mean, there's so much that goes into it, not just taking the photograph, but then how do you want that photograph to be out there? Do you want it in a gallery? Do you want it in a book? How is it going to be presented? The side, you know, so there's so many different layers that have to be considered in order to get it out there. What format do you want it to be seen? So. And Mr. Reed, what do you think? It takes um, a, a bit of an artist's eye. I mean, with camera phones, there's really more, more cameras than phones anymore. Yeah, I know. Everybody's taking pictures and call themselves a photographer. True mm -hmm. photographers see things differently. They see light differently. They see shapes and, and uh, perspectives. Um, so it takes being able to recognize those things and then being able to bring those out so the layperson can understand it and maybe appreciate it. Yeah, I, I was fascinated. There are food photographers. My sister's in advertising, and she was telling me that she has to go do a photo shoot. And I said, oh, that's great. What's it with? And she does a hamburger. I'm like, what? <laughs> um, that's weird. But no, there are actually people who, who professionally shoot food. Mm -hmm. um, now, we know that from cell phones now because everybody thinks they can just shoot food. But um, there are people who actually model food and make it right and for magazines and mm -hmm. complete gourmet or whatever those you know food magazines we have tons of food magazines um, out there it's just amazing to me how many people are, are shooting and, and, and doing so much photography are we overwhelmed now is it just too much to, to, to consider that someone's a professional anymore I mean do you need a professional photographer to do your wedding anymore uh, Gary Reed do you a lot that? a lot of people don't think so and yeah. they uh, you know they just have everybody shoot their cell phone or uh, or whatever, but yeah, uh, photographers are hurting since things went digital. Um, as we were talking about earlier, yeah. a lot of people have lost their jobs. A lot of businesses have changed. Ours have changed dramatically. Yeah, because you actually changed your name, the we name of the company. We changed our name. Uh, we've changed personnel. We've changed machinery. It takes a, a, a large investment to uh, just to stay with the digital age. It's put about seven labs in Denver out of business since things went digital. What did? You, what was your name before you went to Read Art and Imaging? Uh, was read photo imaging. Read photo imaging. Yeah. And if it's if it's not too rude to ask, how much was the just give me a, a round number of what what the investment was to go from from you know you know dark rooms where you're you know throwing chemicals around to digital. What 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 was the cost to to keep it going? Half a million. Really? Yeah. Maybe not quite that much, but wow. yeah, several hundred thousand. And your company's been around for how long? 38, 39 years. So not it was it was too hard of a hit, but it, it definitely it's, hit. It's a hit, but it's you know, hit. but we got into it early, so you don't buy it all at once. What year did you guys do the? Nineteen ninety. Wow, really that early? Starting to yeah. go digital in nineteen ninety. Yeah, yeah. In wow. the printing side. Did you guys see that in the future? Did you see that? And you're like, wow, we need to do this. We did. Yeah, Bob Reed, uh, the owner of Reed Art Imaging, has uh, ama amazing vision, and he saw it coming. He made the investment early, uh, way ahead of the curve. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's really what, what's kept us alive. Wow. He, he calls it the bleeding edge, and, and, it, and it is. And it, and it keeps going. It doesn't stop. It doesn't it's just, stop. It's, it's a black just, hole. And will 3D eventually be the dominant thing with 3D printing? Well, 3D has its place, but you know what's taken over from stills is video. Video mm -hmm. is so easy now that uh, uh, YouTube, Facebook, everybody wants to see uh, video now more than they do stills. Yeah. Samantha Johnson, you just took over a job. You took over a big job from uh, from Rupert. Rupert uh, uh, retired, mm -hmm. moved on. Yep. How did you How did you land this one? This is from a from a high school. You're you're like this. You're like this prom queen. You go from high school <laughs> straight to straight to director. Everybody's special. Very special. Uh, yeah. You, that's a pretty big leap there. You it is a your, big leap. Get your high school diploma and get to juicy. <laughs> See kids, you can just go to high school. <laughs> it don't matter. No. Um, I'm just kidding. Of course, of course, you're. Where'd you go? Where'd you go to to university? I did my undergrad at Alfred University in Western New York. Okay. And then I did my MFA in Boston at the Art Institute of Boston, which is part of Lesley University. Yeah. A master's in fine art. Yep. Yeah. And, and then, you, you have a master's in fine art. No. What do you have? Uh, associate. Associate in yeah. fine art. I do. Too. I have associates too. I've got like I got a bunch of numbers, but names behind my name. Um, but um, so you took the Rupert. Did, did he dub you? Did he call you? Did he? How does it work? So, called, called his old high school and said, you got anybody? <laughs> <laughs> no, not exactly. Okay. Um, so I'd, uh, I've been in the classroom for 12 years okay. and um, was starting to get a little frustrated with kind of what was happening in yeah. public education. And so in looking at what else I wanted to pursue and how else to change my career, I did an arts development and program management program at DU. Mm -hmm. 
And so while I was in that program, I was doing case study work, researching, understanding nonprofits and best practices in the arts. Um, and so I was researching CPAC, talking to Rupert a lot. So that's kind of how I got my foot more in the door with CPAC and just kind of spent a lot of time really thinking about the organization. And then um, last spring, he decided to leave. So I applied for the job. And the guy to my left is on the board. He is, he's sitting yeah. on the board of DPCMSC. Yeah. Are you allowed to say CPAC? Because isn't that kind of... CPAC is fine. CPAC okay. is fine. But you can't say CPAC. C can't say the other words. Okay. CPAC is really... Wow, you said it. Yeah, yeah. I don't really like it. <laughs> why, 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 who, who is, who's competing with that, with that acronym? Oh, God. Never mind, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm not. <laughs> Guys, Google, Google it. I'll give you, I'll give you three seconds to Google it now. <laughs> Ready? Google it now. CPAC. <laughs> and now we're done. All right. <laughs> for you, doing this, this is a big leap for you. I mean, it's a big leap. It's a big leap for anybody. I mean, to go from teaching, you know, high school yep. and then to doing this. What high school were you at? I was teaching at Mountain Vista High School oh, down no. in Highlands Ranch. No, is, is, is photography a fine art at, at high school still? Or is it, a, is it a club or is it a... It depends on the it, school what, what, and what, what they have. What was so yours? Mine was because I... It was a class. It was a lot of classes. It was okay. levels one through four so and an AP class. We had a darkroom still. So oh. wow, okay. um, it was basically more fine art based. But, it, you know, and that's a lot of what they're getting. And is that, was it Douglas County? Mm-hmm. No, the seventh wealthiest county in the country. So they can afford it. Yeah, now, a lot of counties of, can't afford it. Right. Are well, you, and a lot of counties do it differently, okay. you know. So they combine it with different right. stuff. Right, they don't necessarily have a dedicated photographer. What would they teacher. Well, what in some high schools around the country and in Colorado, if you can help me out a little bit, what would they combine ph photography with? What would they? Well, they'd just have a teacher who could do more yeah. than one. So, like okay. when I got into teaching, I was teaching sculpture, wood, printmaking, woodshop, studio art. Not woodshop. I didn't have a school that had that, but you know, I, <laughs> home ec. Uh, yeah, sort of. <laughs> you yeah. could take pictures of food in home ec. Uh -huh, oh, you could, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so really what happens in the arts at that level a lot, if they don't have a dedicated teacher just for one specific discipline, someone's teaching four or five different types of art. So, and, 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 and Gary, if you know anything about this, chime in, but, it, but for Samantha, the question goes to you, um, are we losing it in high schools? Are we losing that fine arts in high schools or, or more and more high schools, especially inner city? I know. But are the suburby high schools losing it too, or are they? No, I mean, I think it's still there. I think it depends on the program. It depends on the support of the administration. And I think a lot of nonprofit organizations work that they're doing um, in and around the Denver area to kind of support the arts and push that, push youth programming, because um, it is important. Even if they only take one class or two class, you know, I mean, it is a requirement still for most schools to graduate. You have to at least take one or two. So, you know, they're still getting in there, but... And they may not do it for their life, but it gives them a different skill set. So well, I'm on a couple of advisory boards, yeah. Cherry, Cherry so Creek School District yeah, and, and uh, Pickens in yep. uh, Aurora. Okay. And they're fighting desperately to keep their photo programs and um, uh, actually trying to keep them into the film age, at least for the first half, mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of history sure. that goes with it. Uh, but the kids that come in, they want to do Photoshop day one. They just want to do digital and play around on a computer, and, uh, and it's tough, but... Uh, both of those school districts are, are fighting tooth and nail for budget to, uh, to keep scanners, printers, computers up to date. Do you ever oh, yeah. just open a National Geographic and go, look, that's what real photography is? I mean, that's what real outdoor photography is? Or open up, a, or open up one of the other, um, I don't know, one of the other magazines and say, look, this is what urban photography is. This is real stuff. Sure. Uh, but, but like we're... We're surrounded with this stuff every day. We see the best of the best and the worst right. of the worst. So it's we're pretty jaded. Yeah. So you don't want to ask us what's good or bad because yeah. we'll tell you. Yeah. But, I, but now's the time to get it out. Look, look, look. Now's the time to get it out. And you know, you guys, you guys have your jobs. It's okay. Um, you know, it, it's it's time to talk. It's time to talk about it. It's time to make it a conversation because I want to know. I want to know what the. What I mean, the, when I was teaching, I was really. It was important to me to show them as students as much as I could show them of all different types. You know, you may not like it, but then teaching them also how to talk about the work <laughs> and why they didn't like it. So to have that kind of ability to have a larger conversation. Okay, so you don't like it, but why don't you like the work or sure. why do you like the work? So if you guys would like to take me to these high schools, either one of you, um, I am in, in the Guinness Book of World Records for being the first person to take a selfie. Um, I, took a, I took my first selfie in 1981 with my Polaroid. Okay. So, um, not with your disc camera. My what? Not with your disc camera. Disc camera. Disc camera I mean, was 1985. 
Um, so, my first, yeah. So, if you guys want me, I still have it. <laughs> no, no, you know, there's selfies from the 1800s. So, I right, think they yeah. Beach is it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they went down with the Titanic, right? Mm -hmm. No. Um, the, uh, the, 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 the selfie, the, the whole concept, we're getting, we're getting into this for just a second. Uh, the, whole, the whole concept of the selfie, obviously, uh, children of today think they're the first people to ever take a picture of themselves. That's mm -hmm. amazing. Um, <laughs> it is. I really just. I love that you said that, uh, uh, Gary. Uh, when was the first selfie and how was it taken? I mean, was it, you know, I mean, how would they do that? I don't know. There was an article not that long ago and it showed this guy a big box camera and somehow he was able to trip the shutter. I don't know how he did it with himself in it. So he's standing there with a big view camera, 8x10 sheet film, probably, and, uh, uh, and somebody discovered this thing. And actually, somebody took a picture of him taking his selfie. That's how it was verified. Really? Yes. Well, that's fascinating. And you said that was eight, late 1800s? Yeah, yeah. 1889, doesn't matter. But wow. Um, the, it wasn't too long ago, uh, Samantha, that people had to stand for 15 minutes to take yeah. a picture. Is no, this the reason? Little, is know. this the reason why we do, they don't smile? Like our ancestors are just sitting there going. Mm. That is why they don't smile. Yeah. yeah, because if you look closely, some of them have like a little bar that's like holding their neck in place. I just thought that was from being crazy not, or not falling asleep. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it was because the exposure was so long. So. Yeah, is it was? It, how long was it? I mean, how long was the first? Like the first, you know, click and shoot. I mean, how long would they have to stand there? So the, well, the idea. very first photo yeah. by Nieps was like. An entire day is exposure. He, is, is, a, is that a caveman name? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> French. <laughs> no, French? French. It was a French guy. Mm -hmm. A French guy was the first one to take his picture. Well, he took a landscape photo, but okay. it took an entire, almost an entire day to expose it. So. Really? Yeah. And, it, was and it looks pretty blurry and crappy. Like, I would show it to my students, and they'd be like, what is this? I'm like, the first photograph. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an ink blot. What do you see? <laughs> Welcome to Psych 101. <laughs> Um, you decide. You decide. <laughs> Seriously, it, how? So, so that was taking a picture of a landscape. That took a day. But to take a picture of the first like human, like when, the old west, you know, family photo or whatever we did. Um, what would you? What would you? How long would it take? Well, at some point they had flash powder too. Okay, do you remember yeah. that? I do. Open the shutter. It'd blow up. And boom. Yeah, yeah. Blow up. Take that shot. And yeah. That, that's very quick. Okay. Uh, but some of the studio shots, yeah, could. What do you ten think? minutes, there like maybe ten five, minutes. Five, ten minutes, yeah. Not the longest, um, you know, because typically they try to work in a in a sure. bright room. Now, folks, I'm going to paint a picture for you, especially those of you under the age of like eighty. Um, <laughs> you're, back then, they had to put their heads into the camera. These were big, tall cameras, about almost six feet tall. They put their head into it so it'd be dark. They can look into it, and they would actually hold up a a stick with fire in it which is so much cooler than a freaking cell phone. Um, <laughs> the, the, you know, what was in that thing? I mean, describe, one of you, or both of you, to, you know, walk us through what that process was to take a 1922 photo. Or we, I need to go further back. Well, it was magnesium, wasn't it? Wasn't that the powder? Ooh, that yeah. was the powder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they would li just light it. And basically, yeah, it was it. an yeah. explosion. Okay. And then the camera itself was pretty basic, actually. It was okay. bellows. So that was the kind of black part that you saw. And then on the back, what they're looking through is ground glass and then the lens. So the image was actually upside down when they would look through the glass. Mm. And then just a lens on the front of that. So, And then the, way, the reason for the black cloth is so that they could see. So it took about 15 to 20 minutes to take the picture. So they had to stand there. They had to stand there, line it up, focus it, set the, right. everything, and, and then they click. Would, where some of the people who were a little older, older mm -hmm. folks, or maybe, maybe in babies or younger, right. you'd, they'd put a stick behind them? Yep. To kind of hold them in place. Okay, and that's the modern-day mannequin. Right? Yeah. All right, so they, they were mannequins. Now, there's, now there's, we were talking about wet plates earlier yeah. and tintypes. People sure. know the word tintypes. Now, there's a type of portrait called the invisible mother, and that's if somebody wanted a picture of their baby, they would put, the mother would sit in a chair, and they would put a blanket or a rug over the mother so you couldn't see her, mm -hmm. and she would hold the baby still. Really? So it was a picture of just the baby. Huh. And it's called an invi the invisible mother. Because the baby's not going to cry. It's just being you know, the, the mother. Yeah. If you look that's close a enough, you can see a shape underneath this rug or mm -hmm. this or this blanket. And actually, they're very rare and uh, they're pretty valuable. 
Um, but yeah, it's called the Invisible Mother. It's pretty cool. That's really cool. Uh, same with pets, too. Sometimes they would have somebody behind something to hold the pet still. And now we see those and we say, oh, there's a ghost behind there or something. People make a ghosty. Yeah. A ghosty thing. When it comes to, sh when it comes to shadows and, and, and photography and things like that, um, that's why everything was done in black and white, right? You know, even television, and I'm just hopping into television. We didn't get, we didn't get color television kids who are listening to this right now until <laughs> 1965. Um, you can see, you know, Gilligan's Island becoming color, and then My Favorite Martian. You're like, this is so cool. Um, so 1995 became uh, called a thing called Technicolor, right? Kodak. Kodak was the, was that the big Kodak thing? Or is that Polaroid? Who, 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 who helped us get color? I mean, because well, everything was in black and white. or these orange, yellowy, gross things. Well, uh, yeah, George Eastman, probably for the most part. Eastman I mean, Kodak. Eastman. There were some uh, people before that that did some, like, multi-process with colors right. before the... Before the Technicolor. Yeah. Yeah, okay. a lot of things came over from France and Germany, a lot of technology. Of course it did, because we don't invent anything over here. We don't even invent, we don't even invent good reality shows over here. You know? <laughs> you know? No. So Eastman Kodak, where, um, was he the first, or she the uh, he... Eastman. He, yeah, no, there George might have been someone Eastman. before him, actually, but, but yeah, the big, I mean, Eastman's the big. So what, what year that, did, they were hand-coloring black right. and white photos. Okay, so what year did we get color photos? I mean, what, what year was that, like, when did that happen? Was it 40, Sh 50? Should I Google it? I didn't know <laughs> yeah. I had to brush up on yeah. my photo history no, before this. Yeah. I'll give you three seconds. Google it. No, no. Um, you know, you have Mariah, to do, you help me out. You don't have to do that. She's Googling. You don't have to do that. We'll figure it out, but... It is, uh, it's amazing to me because we think, I mean, we, we just think we, I mean, and I'm just going to point this out and I've done this on, on shows before. I mean, YouTube just turned 10 years old. We have not had Facebook for 10 years. We have not had Twitter for 10 years yet. But yet we think we haven't lived without it. It's just like they've mind blocked us um, to, look, to look down all the time instead of looking up. And I, I appreciate your guys' work and what you do for a living and, and photography and, and the arts and getting people to look up. You know, we need to start looking up more and over and right and left and down and look at the rivers and look at the streams instead of looking at everything in your, in your phone. Um, you, uh, Gary Reed, um, you have done so much uh, in, in the city and, and so has Samantha since she's been here to help boys and girls and, and photography uh, get out there. Cameras aren't, cameras aren't, che aren't cheap. I mean, cam real cameras, I mean, I mean, cell phones are 100 bucks. But real cameras can, I think Samantha was, was hinting that, you know, two, three thousand dollars. I mean, either buy a car or a ring, or, you know, an, or, a, um, or a ring, or, a ring, <laughs> ring, or some bling, yeah, yeah. Or, 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 or a camera. Um, is there a program out there that you know of in Denver or, or other places where kids can, you know, kids who are, you know, because we have that free musicians um, where they can go and get some, you know, hand-me-down guitars and stuff from people. Do we have that for? Do we have that here in Colorado? Well, well I want to say one thing first. Sure. Just because you have an expensive camera doesn't yeah. mean you take good photos. Yes, that's right. Right. Mm -hmm. that I know. I know too many people with more money than artistic sense. So, yeah, well, um, I'm the same I, way. I know, I know yeah. plenty of people that have cheap plastic cameras or their cell phones, and they take really? basically works of art. Now at CPAC, we actually have a workshop that sells out several times a year on iPhone. Photography. Mm -hmm. Is that the Colorado Photography Photography Art Center, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. That that, that those workshops sell out every time, and it's a weekend yeah. course, and people come in and, and how to make basically artwork with your with your phone. Uh, so the quality of the camera isn't isn't really that important. Okay. When you start out in photo school, you're going to start out with a plastic, a cheap ass plastic camera with a plastic lens that you can barely see through, and mm -hmm. the whole thing is to find your vision and not get caught up in all the technical stuff. Right. I get and, it. And, and that's, that's critical. And then you can graduate up to better, better cameras with more features, but it's like Photoshop. If you have to use every button, then you're not very good. Right. You shouldn't have to use any of that stuff. <laughs> you, know, you should be able to use you know, basic lenses and proper exposure, and, but if you rely on all those other crutches, then you're probably not going to get very far. So you're saying the $4,500 I spent on my camera doesn't make me a professional? No. Doesn't, doesn't. Well, that sucks. <laughs> you can walk around with it. You can take some classes at our organization yeah. to learn how to yeah. use it better. I just, yeah, yeah, I just spent yeah. $2,000 on skis and I've never done it. So I can't wait to fall down the mountain. Oh, good. No, <laughs> no, no, no. No, I totally respect what you're saying and I get it. Um, that, but they're, so, so definitely go to their website, uh, 
you know, CPAC uh, website and, and sign up as soon as you can because obviously things, things fill up fast. And they do. they're not free, are they? they no. They no. Cost, they cost no. money, yeah. And if you join as a member, then you get a discount. But okay. membership's very inexpensive, like $30 a year, $35 mm -hmm. a year. And you get discounts on workshops and, and uh, portfolio reviews. People will look at your work and, and tell you maybe what you need to do to improve. And these are professional working artists, working photographers. So it's, it's, a, it's valuable. If, if, you're, if you're really into photography, even as an amateur thing, you know, not to make money, but you just want to improve, uh, you really get to talk with the with the pros. When we come back after the break, and um, we're going to talk about how this amazing little website that has created more photographers in the world uh, called um, called Instagram. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram uh, has created this incredible wave of photography uh, in our United States and all over the world and how it's saved lives and how it's done other things. We're also going to talk about what's coming up in the world of uh, CPAC and how Reed and Art and Imaging got its start way back in the 1980s? 76. 76? We're going to talk about that when we get back from the break. This is live from the Denver Press Club, the topic of conversation. I'm your host, Rob Scoggins, and we'll be back after the break. Consider joining the Denver Press Club, which offers a relaxing atmosphere of camaraderie and creativity and serves as the hub for Denver's media, public relations, and communications community. It's the nation's oldest press club, with the first organized meeting held in 1867 and with the club making its home at 1330 Glenarm Place since 1925. Please visit our website at denverpressclub.org to find out all the great things that are happening throughout the week, month, and year. We're open Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Come by and see us. Ladies and gentlemen, Zinc Tea is the official drink of the uh, Live from Denver Press Global Topic Conversation. Zinc Tea is born and bred right here in Denver, Colorado by the LeBon Brothers over at New Age Beverage. It's a New Age Beverage called Zinc Tea. We highlight half and half uh, during uh, this season, and we'll start with a different beverage next season. If you'd like to try Zinc Tea, it's right at the bar. It's absolutely free. The Zinc Tea is on me. So come to the Denver Press Club, have a Zinc Tea on me, and we can talk about a conversation. So Zing T, me, and the Press Club right here every Wednesday night, free. Welcome back to the Topic of Conversation. I am Rob, your host, and this is live from the Denver Press Club, the Topic of Conversation. We are having a great conversation with Samantha Johnson and uh, Gary Reed, uh, talking about the world of photography and how it's changed and how it's evolved from the world of, of standing there for freaking ever, uh, to take your picture to, you know, within seconds, you can take a picture of yourself, send it on the World Wide Web, and there it is forever. And I don't think, I, I don't know how you tell the kids, Samantha, when you were teaching them in high school, when you Instagram something, it's out there forever, and it doesn't go away, your, your photo's out there forever, and people in Saudi Arabia can see you. Um, uh, so I don't think children, my son understands, because I've, I've kind of slapped him in his face, uh, to tell him, not really, folks, okay, I'm going to get a lot of letters on that one. <laughs> so, I don't hit my kid, it's just a firm of reference. Um, the, you know, I, I kind of tell him, look, once you take a picture and you put it on Instagram or Flickr or anything like that, it's there for a long, long time. And on Facebook, if you don't know, Facebook kind of owns your image, that you're kind of giving it away. When you guys are educating the youth of America out there, uh, Gary and Samantha, what do you tell them? Do you tell them your photo is, is a private thing? It used to be very intimate. Taking a photo with somebody was like, dude, we're like best friends now. Uh, and now it's who cares? You know, let's, let's just get everybody together at the, at the Emmys or the Grammys or the, even the Oscars and take a giant selfie uh, with Ellen DeGeneres. Um, it's no more private anymore. Um, how do you tell kids that that, that image is, is a big deal? I mean, kind of like that, it would explain it to them and, and tell, you know, talk about that intimacy of, you know, when we would have photographs and you'd have family photographs and they weren't always out there in the public for everyone to see. And so, but now, you know, and it, trying to explain that to a teenager that they, their image is there forever, that doesn't, it doesn't always resonate. To some it does and others it doesn't. It's just kind of, oh, it's just out there or, you know, things like Snapchat where it disappears 
Yeah, how does Snapchat work? How does that work? How does Snapchat work? I mean, it's going somewhere. It's on some server. So, you know, but there's that false understanding that it is disappearing. And so it's hard, I think, for them to understand, like, oh, what do you mean it's out there forever? Or this could affect me when I go to apply for a job in five to ten years or whatever. I mean, you know, there's so many implications of all of that imagery being put out there. I mean, there's kids that get in trouble because of photographs that are taken and then put on the parties or something that happened at a party or even if it's not on campus. So, so much of that has changed, you know, I don't wish, I don't envy any of them being. You got the whole sexting thing going on now. Right. Yeah. At high school and, Mm -hmm. you know, that's going to change all their lives. Well, in the bullying. body parts to each other. On the bullying, sure. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't go away. This follows them home. I mean, before when we went to school, you get home and you could disappear, you could go away from that. And now it's just the images, everything follows you. It follows you home. It's on your device. So. Even South Park did a parody on it with the with the girls of the, school, the elementary school, you know, making themselves prettier. What's what's that? What part of imaging is that called? It's when you, I don't know. Photoshop. Photoshop. Yeah, Photoshop. Um, Photoshop's a big thing. Where will where will this take us? Where will the Instagrams and Flickers and the and the Snapchats and the and the and the shadowing whatever? Where will that take us? Where where are we going in the world of photography, guys? I mean, how. I mean, What's next? I mean, this won't last forever. It won't last forever. Um, I mean, there'll be digital, and I think there'll still remain some type of film, but, you know, it's all ever-changing. And, I mean, I'm not the one making the money to come up with the next thing. I wish I was, but... Yeah, we could. We're all right here. You guys are, you guys are incredibly creative in the world of photography. We could do something. Um, I, you, I've, heard, I've heard tell that they're here in Denver, Colorado, they're about to widen uh, Federal Boulevard, where Read Art Imaging is. Is that going to affect you in any way? Uh, yeah, we might have to move. Uh, we're looking at at our options now. Yeah, what about what about teaming up with the uh, with the good old CPAC over here? <laughs> that, that, that's always been a secret uh, vision I've had, but you know, if it could happen, uh, th- that'd be fantastic. If because yeah. uh, we're looking to get a lot much larger building and lease out space to yeah. like-minded creative businesses. And is it going to be the River North area, or are you guys are you guys looking anywhere? Uh, if I had a big bag of money like the pot guys, yeah, uh, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Read art managing and pot. Yeah. No. Um, the uh, is it is it gonna? I mean, is is the zoning is is the city pushing? Is the city pushing that out? Why do they need to widen it? Is it just because it's becoming? Well, well federal has been widened. Uh, and you're not, in, you're not in, very in far. Both directions. We're we're like in a bottleneck right now. We're the last section they haven't widened. Right. Yet. And you're the and you're not that far from from you know the stadium either where the Broncos. No. Roam. No. Exactly. So you're very yeah. close. So, so from from about Sixth Avenue to. 13th needs mm-hmm. to be widened two more lanes sure. so yeah so if they if they uh push us out uh or we decide to leave because of the construction yeah we'll have to find another space hopefully within the city of denver but no guarantees good chance it won't be let's 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 i want to take you guys a little bit further back in your in your psyche to your childhood what was the when you when did you how old were you when you got into photography uh gary reed boy i was probably about 10 10 yeah samantha how old were you uh, probably younger with a disc camera, actually. You had a disc camera? <laughs> I did. <laughs> you had one, too? I did. I, <laughs> <laughs> I still have a few of those ro- developed roles, yeah. They're fun. Mm-hmm, they They're good fun. pictures. Yeah. They're fine. Yeah, the good old disc camera. Um, is, is, do you have a disc camera on display at, at DPCA? Or D, CPAC? I, I mean, no. CPA, no. Uh, CPAC. No disc camera. No, no. no, but I have one. You have one? I have one. That's awesome. The, when, you, when you knew... Gary, when you were getting into photography at age 10, uh, what would you take a picture of? Bugs? I mean, what, would, what were you, what, what was out there? Boy, I don't, I don't remember. My father uh, did a lot of photography. I mean, not as a professional. He just liked to take pictures of yeah, my family too, and whatever. Yeah. And uh, that just kind of got me the bug. He let me build a dark room in the basement. And nice. uh, then no turning back from there. Then, you know, went to art school and, and uh, changed, you know, changed my life, really. But... Um, what I was shooting back there, I have, I have no idea. You know, when I got into uh, into high school and I was shooting, is a great way to get um, you know some girls to take their clothes off or something. But yeah, sure. You know, it's like model shots. You know, yeah. just some model shots. I'm a photographer. Like you know, like, become a model. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Sure. You know, if you can't play guitar, buy a yeah, camera. That's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so whatever works. You know, I, I'm with you, brother. You get, you get I'm with you, brother. I, I could sing, so I was I was good. I didn't need a camera. Um, high school was a big, big, big photography too. Were you in the AV club? Were you in that? No, category? no, that was that was a little too nerdy. I, again, okay. I didn't want to shoot 
the the you regular want to shoot girls. You I didn't, didn't, didn't want to shoot the jocks. stuff they wanted to shoot. Yeah, you didn't yeah. want to shoot athletes. I want to shoot the girls. Yeah, I got it. And then from and then to get into Reed, Reed's been around, you know. 30 plus years, 40 plus, almost 40 years. Almost 40. Almost 40 years, 39 years. Um, how long have you been with them? Because you're now, up, about, you're, up, you're about, upstairs now, right? Aren't you the... About 25. Aren't you kind of like the, the the GM over there? Uh, what is today? Wednesday? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> today's uh, production manager day. Yeah, so, production uh, manager. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you guys don't only, at Reed, you don't only um, do, do imaging. I mean, you, you, you sell plaques, you do everything from, you know, stills to, to whatever what do, what do you guys do over there uh, we, we do a lot of different things on the commercial side you know trade show displays but um, that market is pretty much gone since okay. digital came around uh, we for the most part we uh, do fine art reproduction okay uh, and explain that work. to the layman People um, who don't know what that means. Well, the, the prints you would see in a gallery okay. or uh, limited edition prints that artists make we don't mm -hmm. just print photographs we print artwork like paintings and things like that too so we'll print the edition for a painter or um, uh, some artist or a photographer right. that yeah. are going to be sold in galleries or maybe in a museum. Uh, we do graphics for like visitor centers and museums, things like that. And um, is it just you and Mariah working over there? Or you got oh, yeah. how many staff yeah. members? Um, about, about 35, 35 now. Wow, yeah. that's a big group. Yeah. And, and you think about moving, but we're not sure where yet. Not sure. Okay. Not sure if we're going to have to. So okay. it's a little up in the yeah. air. A little up in the air. It's all up to Denver. The Colorado uh, uh, Photographic Arts Center over there with uh, Samantha Samantha Johnson uh, running the running the roost now. Um, obviously, you've been there for how long now? Two and a half months. What have you done? What, you, what in the first <laughs> first hundred days? Um, I signed the lease for a new space at Ironton hey. in Rhino. Uh, that was day right. day two. Congratulations! I think. Good. <laughs> wow. Look at you. That's yeah. Good. So that was right out of the right out of the gate first week. Uh, we just had our fashion culture 2.0 um, mm. fundraising event Wonderful. last month at the end good. of last month. So um, that well, was what really... did you do? Fa fashion 2.0. What's that? Um, so last year we did a similar event. It was an exhibition with a fashion show at the McNichols space. Okay. And then this year um, we did not have the exhibition, but we had other kind of images throughout the space um, that actually Gary and you hung with vinyl, so that was great. Um, and then we had a fashion show that Natasha Seidnick put on, um, who teaches at Metro, so Wonderful. we kind of worked together to that. So That's lovely. Yeah. So what can people expect when they go to uh, CPAC? ESPNC, no, CPAC. What can they expect? Uh, well, we have a show up right now. Uh, Morgan, Rachel Levy's up, as well as uh, The Curve which is part of, came from Center Santa Fe. So mm -hmm. every year they do a project project launch, um, project development, and then there's one other one. We have two of the artists from that, and those artists are juried in, and they win money to kind of further work on their projects. So Now, are these, are these at the, if you go there, uh, is there a fee to get in? To no, get, it's okay. free to get in. Okay. And, and are things for sale? The, things the, are for sale, yeah. Okay, wonderful. Um, and so you walk in, we have the gallery space, we have work up, and then our office is there as well, so... Well, you've done a lot in 60 days. Yeah. Keep going, right? Busy, yeah. Busy. Moving forward. The, um, were you, did you get a pay raise uh, from being a teacher? Uh, or no. Or pretty much the same? Yeah. Uh, poopy. Mm. Yeah, non-profit <laughs> now. It's but okay. It's, it's a wonderful opportunity. It's a wonderful opportunity. It's super exciting. And you have a loving husband who's supportive. I and, do. <laughs> and, and kicking your butt saying, go ahead, do it. Mm -hmm. Why yep, not? Yeah, exactly. That's lovely. Yeah. With, um, with both of you being in, involved in the arts, especially right here in the city, of Denver, um, Gary Reed is also uh, has a VP of Santa Fe Art District, the Blue Light District. Um, tell us how. I mean, I, I I intentionally drove down it tonight. I drove down Santa Fe tonight in the Blue Light District, which is beautiful and lovely. Um, there's a stretch of road there that actually has blue lights on it. Uh, wonderfully colorful blue lights that probably do very well uh, during the holidays, but very confusing to humans who come visit us in Colorado and the city of Denver. They go, what? Why is this whole street just blue lights? Give us a little history of how the Blue Light District became the Blue Light District. Uh, that, that was a, a board member's idea just to give it a sense of place. Uh, so as you're driving down, as you did, uh, thinking we were going to talk about the Santa Fe Art District tonight. Yeah, uh, a that, We're going to sneak it in. <laughs> that uh, um, you would notice that and think, okay, there's something different here. Uh, we have new signage coming up, uh, just to give it a sense of place, uh, different colors, uh, way signs, uh, just, just so you, when you're going down Santa Fe at 80 miles an hour, 
downtown, you'll go, wow, there was something there I just right. missed. Maybe I should go right, back and look right, right. at it, whoa, whoa. you know, and, uh, and then maybe you'll stop and investigate. Right. Now, what, 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 are, what, what are the streets that it stretches? Because it's a pretty long, pretty long blue light district. How, how, um... Well, the district is Alameda to 14th, mm -hmm. but the blue lights are really uh, 6 to about 13th. Yeah. And what year did they put them up? Uh, it's been about five years. Five years. That's about how long I've been full-time in Colorado, so that I, I don't know any different. It's a wonderful, wonderful scene. Uh, it's, a beautiful, uh, it's a beautiful drive, especially at night. And um, First Fridays are, are still very huge there, right? Uh, one of the largest First Fridays in the country, actually. Yeah, so, and we're coming up on one soon, right after the holiday. Um, yeah. That'd be, and yeah. I guess, the 5th, maybe December 5th. Yeah. And you guys, and something will happen. Uh, people will bring out their art and... And booze and well, there's a first Friday every month. Oh, so, right. You know, <laughs> right. That's right. So that's uh, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve a year. Yeah, that's right. And so, fascinating. So actually, we just had one, and we closed the street down, uh, blocked the, the streets off, so uh, no traffic. Uh, so you're free to walk about. We had a beer garden. We had uh, a ton of food trucks and art demos and things like that. So we try to do that twice a year, but normally the there is traffic there. Um, but there's um, somewhere pushing about 80 galleries or studios in that area, more than you can see in a day or in mm -hmm. a night. Uh, so it's just a great place to walk around and see art, culture. There's a couple of playhouses. There's some coffee shops, restaurants. So it's, it's a destination. We're trying to turn it into a, a cultural, art and culture destination. And those of you who remember, we had Maxwell Vision on uh, for just a short period of time uh, back, and his art gallery and his playhouse is on that street as well. It's a wonderful, wonderful event, uh, First Fridays, and uh, head out there if you ever get a chance to come to Denver, Colorado on a, on a First Friday, because there's like 12 of them I just found out, um, that um, make sure you, you find it out. Do you guys do anything for, I heard they do these little cute things now called, you know, Second Tuesdays or five, fifth, fifth Thursdays and, and Last maybe, Friday and of the ma month. Yeah, and maybe a Saturday. What, 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 is, are, they still, are they still doing that, or what, what is that supposed to highlight? Well, there's a third Friday. Well, sure. <laughs> Twelve of them, right? Twelve. I know it. it. Yeah, yeah. You're catching on. I got an A. But, okay. but no, the, the third Friday is more of, a, of an opening night for the different galleries, the artists, so it's not as crowded, and okay. it's a good time to, you can talk to the artist, you can talk to the gallery owner uh, without all the crowds. Uh, the first Fridays we'll have, we've clocked between five and 10,000 people on a first oh, Friday. That's wonderful. Uh, 5,000 is a bare minimum. On a, on a cold night, uh, but on a third Friday, you know, maybe a thousand, fifteen hundred people come down there, so it's more intimate, and it's half the places are open, uh, but it's you can really talk to the artist, and and uh, it's not so much of a party night. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's wonderful. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful it's a wonderful wonderful street, and and really cool to go see the blue lights. It, they're up all the time. It's not just for the holidays. It's not just for any secret time. Uh, of 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 the of the week, not just the first Friday, uh, they're up all the time. So go definitely go see a first Friday on Santa Fe uh, Art District during the during the school year. Um, we are we are thinking we are thinking that um, when you when you when you get into still photography, explain is there's like nine different types of photography, and I get very confused. Um, there there's still photography, there's blah photography, there's nudes, there's paints, there's it, it just seems like a horse carriage. Um, how, how many different types of photography is there? Oh, I mean, everyone categorizes things different. You know, urban landscape versus regular landscape, portrait, nudes, fashion photography, food photography. <laughs> I mean, we could go on. There's so many. So, yeah. Photographers tend to specialize in what they do. Right. Sure. The weddings or food. Food's highly technical. Yeah. Uh, not many people can do it very well. Um, well, I've been on Instagram. They're not wasting. <laughs> yeah, but how, how many of those meals would you know. want to eat that you're looking at? <laughs> that tiramisu looks pretty damn good <laughs> in nine different ways. <laughs> um, no, but it's it really is. Being a food photographer is one of the hardest, huh? It's it is one of the hardest actually. Yeah. And there's architectural photographers. That's a specialty. Mm -hmm. Interiors, sure. exteriors. Yeah, it's just you know cars. It's like I guess cars. Um, what's the other one? Archi what, uh, in, uh, architecture, you said? Architecture. Mm -hmm. Architecture, interior, you know, design, all that stuff. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's the amazing world of photography that, that is, it is out there. What is coming up? Um, what's coming up new for, for Samantha Johnson and the uh, Colorado Photographic Art Center? <laughs> <laughs> 
So we, so we are moving in January. Uh, we were supposed to move at the end of this month into storage, mm. but uh, we had our lease extended, so we now have a new show opening uh, next Thursday. Pictures of Smurfs? No, uh-huh. not exactly. Um, Claire Warden's project Mimesis is going to be opening. Oh. Um, and she's an artist who explores um, her search to kind of understand the internal versus the external forces that compound identity. Um, she uses her saliva and then manipulates the photographs. So when you look at them, you're kind of her left questioning, wondering what they are. Her and spit, her DNA? Her DNA, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So they're pretty interesting black and white images. They're beautiful. Um, and so we're going to have that up for a couple weeks, and then we're going to be doing an event called Walk Away with Art okay. on December 18th, um, where we're having five artists, local artists who've donated work, and they're going to be at the gallery talking about their work, and 25 people will be invited. Um, it's a ticketed event, and so um, basically the guests will end up walking away with art at the end of the evening. So Wonderful. Yeah. Wow. And that's that's going to be a, a, a raffle, or are people bidding on it? No, so it's they just they're ticketed, and as they come oh. in, they'll take a ticket. Like they'll get a number when uh-huh. they come in the door, and then that's their number. So five or six. So as we call the numbers out, they get to walk up to the wall and oh, take I their work, do, take our work off. Do that. Where, where is that? December eighteenth. December eighteenth. So we'll be getting stuff okay. on the website next week about Wonderful. it. Wonderful. How can they find? How can they find a, a C, a CPAC? Um, uh, on the on, on the, the yeah, World Wide they, Web. Yeah, how can they find you guys? What's you that? can find us at cpacphoto.org. Okay. We're also on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Wow, so, that's wonderful. Yeah, and all that information's out there and what's coming up and what's yep. what's going to be happening. And a brand new year, 2016. What, 2016. What's what the big boom? What, what are so you guys the, doing? So the big boom, we're going to be having Phil Toledano, who's a New York artist, coming oh. in for a solo show, and that's going to be opening in February. Mm-hmm. Well, you so are just shaking first, it up, aren't yeah, you? Shaking it up. You are the you know, director doing it for the first first 120 days. You're doing yeah. well. Congratulations <laughs> to you. And uh, uh, over there at Reed Art and Imaging, Gary Reed, what are you guys up to? What's going on with you guys? And and uh, what's uh, what's some new contracts? Or what are you guys working on? And all that fun stuff. Um, just just printing away. You know, I mean, we're we're always looking for new artists to print for, okay. uh, new photographers. A uh, good portion of our work comes from out of state, uh, out of the country now. Uh, we ship worldwide. We do all types of art, fine art printing. So uh, we have uh, like Mariah out there beating the bushes looking for more artists. Mm-hmm. Right? She's looking right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, she's yeah. on Facebook right now. Yeah, that's but, true. But, um, uh, but no, so we're, we're looking to expand and, and uh, looking for you know, more artists and, and new technologies. We're looking at new, ne- new technologies, new ways to print things. Do you have a 3D printer yet? No. Are you gonna ever get one? Um, I doubt it. Okay. Yeah. Good for you. Now, when it when when people can so art you're looking for new artists and new people to help uh, and help get their artwork out there. Obviously, there's there's fees involved and all that stuff. But how can people find you? How can people find if an, if a young young artist wants to come to Colorado or or if they want to live in New York and still use you guys? How can they do that? How can they find you and what can they do? Uh, well, readphoto.com is a website. Um, List everything we do, has a lot of samples. You can upload work directly. I mean, that's the beauty of digital, is that people don't have to mail their slides or film to us. They can just upload a file, we can print it and send it to them. Uh, I'll tell you, there's a huge part of our clientele we've never met face-to-face, maybe never even talked to them. It's just been emails and uploads. Um, but we'll print their work, send it out to their client. Uh, they don't even see it. So, um, yeah, so it's just the whole different dynamic now. Oh, Instagram and Facebook, of course. Instagram, yeah, Facebook, yeah. yeah. Pinterest. Oh, all that stuff. My God. Yeah, you can't forget those places. Our little social maven over there keeps yeah. us up to date. cannot forget the social media. The social maven. Yeah, yeah that's you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So now CPAC, they've been, this is 50, 51 years now. Yeah. Been around a long time. 50, wow. How many? 53. 53, 53. years. 53. Mm-hmm. 53 years for uh, CPAC and almost 40 for you guys. The world of photography and the world of Imaging and, and, and all that stuff is still is still live and well here in Denver, Colorado. Uh, my very special guests, Samantha Johnson and uh, Gary Reed. Are you guys ready for Rob's Fast Five questions? Sure. Okay, what's going to happen is I'm going to ask you five questions. They're going to be the same questions, and you have a few moments just to answer them. They can be anything from, I don't know, to who cares. Um, <laughs> so um, the first question for you guys, what is your favorite dessert? What, do you, what, do you, what, is, what is your favorite dessert since Samantha Johnson? Ice cream. Really? Yeah. What type? 
Uh, depends on the day, but I really like Sweet Cow ice cream. They're in our neighborhood, so it's super easy. Sweet right? Cow? Yeah. Is that a brand? Yeah. Okay. They're in Denver. They're in Louisville. Okay. Really good. Oh, you live in Louisville? No, I live in Denver. Oh, okay. But they have like... Oh, because Louisville is like the number one place to live in the country all yeah, the time. Yeah, no, I live from in... From Home and Garden Magazine, if yeah. you read that stuff. Yeah? I don't. No, neither okay. do I. <laughs> Just letting you know. <laughs> Uh, so it's called Blue Cow? What is it called? Sweet Cow. Sweet Cow. Yeah. Or yeah. Little Man Ice Cream. Either, Little either Man. of those are really good. And vanilla? No, like mint chocolate chip oh, or okay. salted and Oreo. Oh, or, yeah. Yeah. I like vanilla bean. I just... Okay. And um, <laughs> Gary, what's your, what's your favorite dessert? Key lime pie. Key lime pie? Yeah. Made from where? Who has to make Real it? Real key limes. Real key limes. Real so key you, limes. Have, you have to go to, what, you have to go to Key West to get it? Pretty or? much. Seriously. <laughs> I get it mail order. <laughs> 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 no, really. No, really, I do. Did they send you a picture <laughs> first? <laughs> From the Key Lime, key lime Pie store. Really? In, in, uh, yeah. in Key West? In Key West, yeah. They, they actually send it to you? They do. Wow, yeah. you, do you eat it? They mail worldwide. <laughs> do you yeah. eat it? I visited there, and they have the best, so yeah. And this no. is a true story? This is a true story, yeah. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't lie to you. No, well. <laughs> now you don't know if I'm lying, but. Ah, you never know. Um, no, but okay, Key Lime Pie from Key West, and they do, they do mail it to you. They mail pies. Absolutely. Mail pies. I did not know Key that. lime co- cookies, tea, just about anything. The best. Yeah. Absolute best. The best. Best dessert ever. Ever. Okay. <laughs> Why do you like black and white so much? Black and white photos so much? I think it uh, strips an image down to uh, its, its core, its basics. You don't get caught up in color. And, and sometimes that's good. Sometimes you need color. But I think black and white just shows off more shapes and form. And, um, and um, to me, it's a little more real. Uh, similar question for you, Samantha, but it's going to be a little different. Why do you like photography so much? Why do you love it? What does it do for you? Um, it's just a different outlet, different way to see, kind of what Gary talked about earlier, that kind of time to observe and spend time, those quiet moments. I don't really have many of those, and so that's kind of my time to... Kind of captures a moment, mm-hmm. captures a feeling, captures yeah. an image. You know, a picture, picture paints a thousand words, right? Yeah. Yeah. You feel the same way, a picture paints a thousand words? Easily, yeah. 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 Yeah, for those of us that can't draw. <laughs> or sing. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. no, it's just a different way to express yourself, uh, to, you know, to record your life or to record the world, whatever you want to do. Now, um, you guys have been taking pictures for a long time. And Gary, I, I, whatever picture you think of, it's okay. I mean, what is your favorite picture you've ever taken? And do you still have it? Favorite picture? I have no idea. Who cares? Next. Okay. <laughs> he has a picture of, of a. He has a picture of. Gary has a picture of a deer with no eyes, and that is his favorite picture. It's all a right, picture all right, of no eyes. All right, I got one for you. I got one for you. Right, I'll, I'll admit to this. When I was in in college, yeah. photo school. Okay. Where were you? Where was uh, Colorado Institute of Art? Okay. She knows what I'm about to say. I found, I found, I found a dead cat in the alley. Right? A what? A dead a, cat? A dead cat. Yeah. Rigor mortis. Thing uh, how, stiff how, as a board. How, how dead is dead? I mean. Oh, you know. very dead. I mean, do, are we talking well, CSI? No. Are we talking CSI Miami? No, no, dead? no. Are we talking, no, no. No, uh, no. No, it was still, still had its fur and right. eyes and everything. Eyes were open. Okay. It's weird, but it was frozen because it was wintertime. No. So I stood it up in the corner. And wrapped his little paws around a, a Miller bottle. Oh my God! Right? So, so I took this picture, like a Miller beer. Yeah, Miller beer. Yeah, just kind of screwing around. Yeah. And then sometime later, I entered it actually into a contest in an unnamed airline magazine, and it won. <laughs> they published it. They okay. published it. They ran, you know, tens of thousands of copies of this thing. They got a letter from a veterinarian who said. I know a dead animal when I see one. He says, and this guy took a picture of a dead cat. So then I got a letter from the airline mm-hmm. asking me to prove the cat was alive. Ah. <laughs> and I and couldn't do that. And you couldn't do that. Because Fluffy ran away. So I didn't have... Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, I, I wiggled my way out of that. So that's, that's one of my better stories. Do you anyway. still have this photo? I still have that photo. Will you share it with us on Facebook? Uh, I probably could. Yeah. That'd be great. So look forward to that on Facebook, on uh, Live from the Denver Press Club on Facebook's uh, page. 
uh, coming up soon. A uh, picture of a dead cat and a Miller beer bottle. Award-winning. Award-winning. And I got Award. 50 bucks on top of it. And you got it. 50 bucks. It was, was it and, 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 and pissed off an airline. <laughs> <laughs> and at least one veterinarian in New York. <laughs> uh, was it Pan Am? No. 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 Was it Meow Meow Airlines? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Very close. Sounds like. We are laughing about a dead animal, but it, it, it's, 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 you know. People take pictures, there's photographers who take pictures of dead bodies, so, I mean, it's the same. Oh, well. All right. Well, that's very good. Um, and, and you still have it, so we're going to get that. And, and for you, you go back. Um, what's, your favorite, what's your favorite picture you've ever taken? Samantha Johnson. Oh, I don't know. There's a lot of them. Okay. A lot of photos. I have to say, like, the photos of places that help me remember the spaces, and I don't have one particular one that... Well, he went from no idea to dead cat. So, I, I mean, know. I gotta, I've been trying to. I was like, damn, he came back with the dead cat. I got to find something better. Uh, no, you don't. You, have to, you don't have to have to, Gary. Just, just what, something that you, you know, something you love. Um, pass. Pass? Pass. pass. I'm going to pass. My favorite that I've ever done, I, I've been doing this since my son was born. My son's almost 15. When he was born, he has his little finger, his little hand around my finger, and then we took a photo of his of his of his hand at age five on my hand, and then we have a ten year, have a ten year old picture of the same thing. We did that one to Zim, to Denver Zoo, uh, and then we'll do another one when he's fifteen, and so on until uh, my hand becomes older and his hand becomes a man, and nice. and then um, I hate to be morbid, but when I say goodbye to this land, we'll have a hand of him grabbing me, and he'll have a nice little catalog. How about that? Oh, that's yeah, nice. So. It'll be called My Father's Hand, so there you go. So that's mine. But another thing, <laughs> when, it comes to, when it comes to the world of, 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 images, of images, out of all of these you know, crazy places that you can put your image, Instagram, Flickr, or whatever, which one's your favorite? Which one do you like? Which one that actually thinks it's actually working and fun to look at? And Probably more Instagram. More Instagram? It's actually more, it's very inspirational. I yeah. mean, there's, it's worldwide. There's so many people doing some amazing things on right. there, and... And you just flip through there, and if you know if you're just cre stuck creatively, you flip through there a little bit, and all of a sudden uh, they're holding a pyramid up with their hand. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of that stuff too, but uh, no, there's a lot of really good work up there. But really Instagram good work. is the one yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah, and for you? Yeah, I love Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Because just the looking, like even at the end of the end of the day, just kind of searching through, I just like visually to look through all those images. So, yeah. so Instagram for you. Mm -hmm. The um, what's your what's your favorite um. What's your favorite word to describe your, your, your pictures? And please don't say it's, it's fan, or what is it, amazing. Use a different, use a different word than amazing. Um, your, the word you love to use to describe your, your photos. The light. Just light. Yeah. And for Gary, what word do you use to describe your, your pictures? That's a good one. Um, well, you know. Uh, uh, the feeling. Feeling. The emotion, yeah. emotion, emotion, feeling. emotion, emotion, is that it? Yeah, no? I mean, it could be good, could be bad, you know, doesn't matter. You may hate it, but it still drew out an emotion. That's the whole point. Yeah, emotions. Yeah, I like that. Uh, for both of you, uh, which, when you were when you were growing up, um, what was your favorite image? What did you What did you just like? You know, your favorite image to to imagine you being being there and taking pictures of that wonderful place. Where Where is something? A place that you imagine that you'll you'll be someday and taking pictures. What do, what do you want to? Where do you want to go? Oh, someplace I want to go. Yeah. Oh wow. Or someplace you. Or been. someplace I've been. Yeah. Um, I mean, growing up, I really liked. I didn't take as many pictures, but um, visually, like I grew up. My father had a boat, so growing up on a sailboat and like visually just spending time like looking out on the horizon, mm -hmm. that to me is, and going to different places. It never was just the same. So the so, ocean. Yeah, the, yeah, ocean. the ocean. All right, and for you. I don't have a place I want to go. I think the places kind of find me because it could be on the way to my truck tonight. Mm -hmm. I could find that news thing. Dead rat. So that could be a dead rat to go with my dead cat. <laughs> you know, you, you never know. So, no, I just kind of let it happen. I don't, I don't look for it. I don't try to force it. The, they, just kinda, they just kinda happen, you know. That's the fun part. It, it could be right around the corner. It could be tomorrow. A bonus question. Um, what's your favorite cuss word? Favorite cuss word? Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, we know, know. well, we know Mariah's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that. Okay. And for you? Uh, fuck. Yeah. Or eat a bag. 
In a what? Eat a bag. Eat a bag. Yeah. Ah, I haven't heard that one. That's a good one. <laughs> hey, 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 eat a bag. <laughs> I cannot, or whatever you want to come up with. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot thank. <laughs> I cannot thank you both enough, Gary Reed. Uh, he's the VP of Santa Fe Art District. He's on the board of directors for uh, CEPCA. Or CP, CPAC. CPAC. Yeah, CPAC. Um, he is also the general manager of Reed Art and Imaging and a wonderful uh, sponsor of the show as well. Thank you so much for being here. It's my been pleasure. 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 <laughs> Samantha Johnson, the brand new executive director of Colorado uh, Photographic Arts Center, also known as CPAC, as we have fun with that all night long. Uh, I wish you the best of luck. We'll be following you on Facebook. I can't wait to see the picture of the cat and the Miller beer uh, on our website, uh, on, our, on our Facebook page. Uh, thank you both so much for being here. It's been a blast to have you on. I really, so really, really do appreciate it. Of course, I couldn't do the show without my incredible crew and staff. They are outstanding. They keep the show going. They keep me up and going. They keep themselves up and going, and we just do it week in and week out every Wednesday night here at the Press Club. I want to thank Will, my director, producer, and great chief editor. He just does an outstanding job. I hope you like what you listen to. My IT director, he does a lot of editing as well with Will, Matt, and of course, Chantel, who does a lot of our uh, marketing work for us. Mancho from Cameroon, who does all our AV stuff for YouTube. And of course, our wonderful executive producer, Mariah Weiss, who keeps us all tame and, and together as a unit. And uh, we cannot do this without the Denver Press Club either. The Denver Press Club hosts us every week. I'm a proud member and uh, very happy that we are here every Wednesday. And I want to thank the staff. Carmen, the general manager. Bruce Goldberg, the president of the club. And of course, the staff here, Mark and Will. Uh, the best bartenders and cooks around. So if you are in the Denver metro area, come by and see us on Wednesdays. We'd love to see you. With season two, I just wanted to say, listen, talk, love, and wake up with a purpose every day to do something good. And you just might be right down here with us in downtown Denver at the Denver Press Club as our topic of conversation. Thank you and good night.